0: Welcome, everyone, to a bonus character creation spotlight episode. We'll be going over all of the Magical Girls, Power Rangers, Captain Planet-esque gameplay options that you can find in Greg Leatherman's upcoming game, Glitter Hearts, in just a moment. But first, as usual, some announcements. We are so close to the 50 review mark on Apple Podcasts as of the time I am recording this. The day this episode releases is the day for these reviews to count toward our review drive. As far as I can see right now, we only need two more reviews before we'll be able to hit that 50 review mark. If we get past that mark, not only will we be commissioning a new Ghost Shanks to Go t-shirt design from our series 19.3 episode of Inspectors, but i've decided to throw in a commission for something a bit simpler that i know people have been asking for the front runner catchphrase right now is a little bit naughty but we've got many other catchphrases to pick from as well so it could be anything so if you have time right now and haven't left us a five-star review yet head on over to itunes if you can and send us your thoughts about the show it'll help us pass that 50 mark and it will be really really great to have more reviews to read when amelia and i can go through these cold opens together since the review drive ends tonight monday the 23rd of september 2019 at midnight central time well i guess after eleven fifty-nine fifty-nine 59 59 central time if you want to get picky about it we will be picking a winner for our review drive contest. The winner will be able to pick from a free t-shirt from our merch store or a free pass to a catagon. Thank you to everyone who has left us a review already. Uh, They have meant the world to us, and they really do help us out in the rankings on iTunes and getting more listeners to listen to our, our show that we have here. I don't believe we have any further announcements this week. We've got a great spotlight episode lined up for you right now. And then next week, we should have a really great character evolution cast episode for everyone. I am really excited for that one. With all of that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Enjoy. to a special bonus episode of character creation spotlight everyone in this bonus segment we'll be shining a light on some current or up-and-coming games to keep an eye out for i'm your host ryan and today we are welcoming greg leatherman to talk about glitter hearts a magical girls rpg that is kickstarting right now and has both funded and reached his first stretch goal as of this recording welcome to character creation spotlight greg it's really great to have you here
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's uh, I'm very happy with everything at Going Strong. I'm gl- <laughs> always willing to talk about my game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, could you start us off with first telling us a bit about yourself and what sorts of projects you have going on right now?
1: Yeah, so um, I have been playing games forever. Uh, I started way back when I was 11, and it's now a lot. long long time later Uh, (laughs) my first game was in 1981 and i'm not doing the math right now Mm -hmm. um so uh i'm a part of a whole bunch of different things um probably the one that a lot of people know of as far as role-playing games is i'm a part of an actual play podcast called very random encounters Mm -hmm. uh, in which we randomly determine as many things as possible from our characters our names our plot lines our places the villains everything and then we play a whole bunch of games to see what happens. That's awesome. Um, Some people also know me from an actual play podcast called Mythical, which was D&D set in a Pokemon world. And so I did a bunch of work on that one. I made a bunch of homebrew stuff for that. And then I'm also part of the It's Super Effective Pokemon podcast. I'm a co-host on that. So that kind of sums up all my interests (laughs) in (laughs) in the podcasts that I do.
0: Yeah, I see a picture painted right there for us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, And since this is an abridged version of our normal format, we'll just be sticking to the highlights of the system with a special focus on character creation, of course. So without further ado, how about we find out what this game is all about? What's in a game?
1: Yeah, so Glitter Hearts uh, is a magical transforming heroes RPG. So I had a bunch of friends who are like, "We want to play a magical girls type game." And there are some, but there's not there's not a lot. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the ones that were out there, I was just like, I'm not I'm not really happy <laughs> with mm-hmm. these because I've always felt like it didn't it didn't capture the spirit of the anime. Like, Mm -hmm. they're, like, a lot of them are much more superhero-y, which is just, like, all about the powers and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Or a bunch of them are, like, a lot more focused on the drama stuff and, like, the superpower stuff is secondary. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to make a game that forced teamwork in a way, but also had your everyday identity and your magical identity both as things that you work with and get moves from Mm -hmm. Um, and so in working with the Powered by the Apocalypse system I like modified and changed a bunch of the moves added a bunch of things and uh, unlike most Powered by the Apocalypse games where you get a set playbook like in Dungeon World, somebody is the wizard, mm-hmm. a monster hunter, a monster of the week, you know, somebody is the chosen. Um, I threw that out. Uh mm. and so character creation is a series of choices. Uh you pick your everyday identity, so mm-hmm. who you are just normally. What is your day like? Who what is your rough overall situation? Yeah and so i have uh, and who your everyday identity is runs what your stats are and so i came up with five stats um physical which is all things physical like Mm -hmm. anything you want to do with your body is covered under physical uh mental which is all things mental related sort of Um, Mm -hmm. so it's figuring out puzzles putting together clues um I stress with people, it's not a measure of how intelligent your character is. Mm-hmm. It's how studied they are and how well they are able to use those skills under pressure. Mm-hmm. So like at a quiz, like people are terrible at taking tests, but can be very, very smart people. That mm-hmm. sort of feel like you're just not good at high stress situations when it comes to figuring out puzzles. And that's the mental stat okay um the emotional stat is how well are you at interacting with people understanding other people's emotions and then also using those emotions for good or for bad to get them Mm -hmm. to do things for you depending (laughs) on what kind of character you are Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh the fourth stat is persona so how secure are you in yourself Hmm. Uh, If your motives are questioned, if somebody questions your actions, uh, if somebody points out that you're doing X, Y, Z, how resilient are you to that? Like thinking about a lot of anime, like, you know, calling, you know, when they have the big villain speech and a bunch of them are like, oh, no, you're right. Like, how good are you resisting, (laughs) you know, holding to your core beliefs? And that's Persona. And then the last stat is mystical. So, how in tune are you to the other? So, okay. all the weird that happens in the world, um, in every, you know, Power Rangers, Sailor Moon, all of them, there's another world and they have superpowers or they fade in and out or ghosts exist. So, mm-hmm. how in tune are you to those sort of things? And so, your everyday identity drives what you're strong in. And Mm -hmm. what you're weak in. Okay. Um, So, for example, if you are the counselor uh, archetype, um, you get two to emotion, but minus one to physical. So you're very good at understanding how other people work, uh, helping them out in the world, but you're just not that focused on running, jumping, running around. Mm-hmm. You're, you're much more comfortable sitting down and talking to people than actively doing things. Right. And so those are two of your stats, and then the final stat choice you get to make is there's just a plus one that you can add to any of the remaining three stats. Okay. So two, the plus and the minus are determined by your archetype, and then you can customize by adding a plus one to the one of the three. So you okay. have some leeway there. Very cool. So that's the first choice. And then every archetype has a series of moves under it. So because Powered by the Poculus is based off of moves, what you can do, what you can't do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, once you pick who you are, then you pick a move under that archetype. So for like, the counselor, one of their moves is let's talk about it. So you're very good at helping people work through things. Mm -hmm. So I have a basic move of rest and relaxation, which is how people heal and get rid of conditions that may have happened throughout Mm -hmm. battle or just throughout your day. So they're really good at helping people get rid of those negative conditions and heal by talking it out, by having a scene Mm -hmm. where you're just sitting around and chatting about it. So the counselor's really good at that. And that could be one of the moves you pick.
0: Nice.
1: So that takes care of your everyday life. Yeah. And then you move on to what type of magical person are you? Mm -hmm. So I have five archetypes. I have the pop idol uh, who likes to be the center of attention, but doesn't like to be the center of combat. Yep. I have the witch who excels at putting curses and hexes on people, but also doesn't like being in the middle of battle. I have The Warrior, which is straight up, I want to get in there and fight and clash and do all sorts of in-your-face stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I have The Defender, who is all about protecting people and protecting things and keeping – people safe. And then the last one is the tactician. The tactician's all about monitoring the battlefield, making sure that everybody's where they're supposed to be and giving people boosts where they need need them mm-hmm. and helping them uh, deal with combat when combat happens, which it's a superhero game. Combat's <laughs> going to happen. And then once you pick that archetype under the Under that archetype, you have another series of moves where you get to pick one when you're starting from scratch. So, like, the witch has hexes that they can put on people. Mm. So you can pick the hex move and then you have access to uh, damaging people or slowing them down or binding them to an area. There's a whole wide variety of things that they can do. So you pick that. And then the last choice you take is what element are you connected to? Mm -hmm. So, uh, one of the things when I was designing the game, I sort of realized that, like, if you look at Sailor Moon, all the Sailor Scouts are all warriors. Mm -hmm. Like, they all like to get up there and fight, but all of them are attuned to a different element. They all all manifest that power in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I've created ten elements. The four classic, so fire, earth, water, and air. Mm -hmm. The sort of western elements which is light dark life and death Mm -hmm. and then the two modern elements which is lightning and metal okay and so you attune to one of those and then that one gives you your third and final move so Mm. if you attune to fire for example you can make a flaming sword out of nothing Mm. um if you attune to air, you get the ability to turn yourself invisible. So yeah. like everything brings a different choice to um, what your character is. And so you can still have two people who are warriors, but because their everyday personality is different and their elemental connection is different, they'll feel very different from mm. each other. So you could make a Sailor Moon group and they'd all have different abilities based off of who they are and what they've attuned to.
0: Yeah, very cool. Yeah. That sounds really that sounds really unique for powered by the apocalypse.
1: Yeah, so I like so because so many of the genre are they're all the same type of hero. Like mm-hmm. Power Rangers are all fighters. Um and so I wanted to be able to replicate that in the game as well as uh make them still feel very unique and having mm. like a set Like if I just had a warrior playbook, then every warrior would feel the same. So I really wanted to make it modular so that when you're making a character, you have leeway to play around with who that person is and and how they interact. And they all will feel different. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: So so it sounds like you could have multiple warriors on a team as long as. You know, you've got different mundane personas and, and different elements and all the, yep. the, those sort of combinations. That's really cool. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, we skipped ahead a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get talking, so. That's okay. I, you can I love come it. come
1: back and ask me whatever questions you want
0: about all that. <laughs> so uh, now that we know how the characters are made, uh, what sort of settings do these characters play in and, and what do the characters do in the, in, in this game?
1: So the settings are as wide and varied as there are anime. Mm-hmm. So um, you have your – like you can do your standard um, – we're all high school students and we have mystical powers and we run around. Um, and that sort of fits for both – um like if people think about it, it fits for Sailor Moon, it also fits for Power Rangers. Yeah. Power Rangers and Sailor Moon are the exact same thing. Pretty much. <laughs> they just call they just call them machines, which is why I have an entire section um for I I've re I've written additional rules for Power Rangers called Vehicle Heroes, mm-hmm. where it has rules to build your actual robot machine that you yeah. go into. And then rules for how to combine those together to make a giant robot oh machine. Gosh. So you can do that. You can also do things like Voltron. Voltron mm-hmm. at its heart is also a magical hero game. Yep. Um, and so you can set it in space. Uh, you can set it any time period because, you know, if it's fantasy, it's magic. Fine. That's all act all good. It's, yeah. it's whatever setting you think would work for super powered individuals. Like understand that they are not like, The blacksmith who can you know just barely get through like i talk about it in the game but like there are power when you transform you are working on a completely different power scale Mm -hmm. than when you're not and that's sort of important to like understand as far as threats in the game yeah like you know power rangers wouldn't work if everybody could beat up the hordes of bad guys that came through like Mm -hmm. they have to take it to the next level to be able to do anything to those individuals and so any setting that you think hey super powered individuals would make this more interesting Mm -hmm. you can set it there like it's it's era agnostic uh, Mm -hmm. but most people probably lean towards the classical power rangers sailor moon those types of anime Mm
0: -hmm. that's very cool yeah Yeah. i I, I love that uh, you can you can have that wide range, and I, I really want to see what, like, a, a Power Rangers-esque game in a fantasy setting with giant robots would, would turn out to look like.
1: Uh, believe it or not, there's an actual anime for that, oh. <laughs> which I have watched, and it's really good. That's amazing. Um, it's so yeah, I've I like have seen so like all of those things were in my brain when I was making this. Like, yeah, you can actually go back in, like, there's nothing about while we consider like lightning and metal to be modern, mm-hmm. modern is is relative. Like, they had like they had electricity and metal back then too. And like nothing in it says, Hey, this has to be modern. They're pretty mm-hmm. they're pretty fit. Anything I wanted to make sure that you could play whatever game you wanted. So, absolutely, like. Go D and D fight a, fight dragons in a giant mech suit that combines uh. into a giant big mech suit. Go for it! Uh-huh. Like, and there's nothing that says they have to be human. They can be anthropomorphic animals. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing about it that says, "Hey, these have to be humans. They can be whatever you want." Because yeah. I I focus on the personalities, not like the
0: people themselves. Yeah. Now I want to play anthropomorphic mice. <laughs> That uh, have a Megazord that's human-sized? Yes.
1: yes, absolutely. <laughs> make that game happen. I have the rules for it.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so speaking of the rules, uh, what sort of materials do we need to play a game of Glitter Hearts?
1: Uh, so Power of the Black Boats is, e- is one of the reasons why a lot of people love it is because all it requires is 2D6. Mm-hmm. And the GM never rolls. Yeah. So the GM doesn't make any rolls. The player's roll when they make a move that requires a roll and it's just 2d6 plus the relevant stat and then whatever you roll determines what happens Mm -hmm. um six or less is a failure uh seven to nine is a mixed success ten or above is a full success and then a a bunch of my moves have a 12 plus as well so if you've done really really well you get an extra benefit
0: oh very cool i like that all right. So I, I love standard PBTA because, like you said, everybody that has played one, is, yeah. it's very easy to get into every other one. Yeah. All right. Um. So we know what ca- type of characters uh, can be made in this game, um, and we know the steps, and we know about the settings. Yeah. So is there uh, anything interesting from the Kickstarter that you'd like to highlight that we haven't gone over yet?
1: So uh, one thing that of course i i never stopped designing mm-hmm. things like uh so part of the process so i made i made like the magical heroes part and then i made the power rangers part and then i made the captain planet part called Ooh. by our powers combined so oh i have my. rules for that type of game <laughs>
0: yes.
1: and then just literally just Monday. I figured out what I am calling the precious stones heroes oh. rule set, which would be based off of Steven universe. Cause I finally figured out how to use the system to handle fusion, which okay. is a big part of that um, setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and since my game is very focused on teamwork and working together as a team, like I'd been struggling with how to make that work. So that is like my final stretch goal that I've listed. Like if I get enough money, I will make, I will fully flesh out my idea for a Steven universe type rule set for this. Uh, as I have the initial parts of it, like I finally, like I cracked the code after watching the movie, I'm like, Oh wait, now I get it. I know, I know what I can do.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So for for these, uh, for lack of better term, uh, expansions to the base rules with the robots and in the Captain planet and whatnot, um, is there like do you get to come together as a group and and make up all of these cool like details and stuff for the, yeah. everything together?
1: So. Uh, Once everybody's made their own character, uh, the next thing they always have to do is they have to decide what type of relationship they're in, Mm -hmm. Um, if they're in a cooperative or a competitive relationship, because that drives certain benefits. Um, I always stress this to people who hear about the game, like you will get benefits from being cooperative. You will get benefits from being uh, competitive is that whole anime trope of being a friendly rival
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so mechanically depending on the relationship they're in you get diff- slightly different benefits but you'll always get a benefit so once everybody's decided um, how they are related then as a group you have to decide what the drawback of your transformation is mm. because every transformation sequence has a drawback Interesting. Uh, and so there are four because they always make me laugh um, you either have to have some sort of item to transform mm-hmm. is option one. Option two is when you transform, it's very noticeable. So okay. everybody will see something happening. Interesting. Uh option three is it takes a long time to transform because there's a lot of details on your outfit that you have to get right. <laughs> uh, and so taking a long time to transform can mean People get away or Mm -hmm. in that time, they're like, okay, we're going to stop them or get prepared because you're changing. (laughs) Or the last one is that uh, your final form looks exactly like you do, just in a better outfit. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, you can't have a secret identity at that point. Like you have to be careful about uh, who you are. So once they've picked out their sort of transformation, then the last sort of group effort is who is your mystical companion mm. who is your little compatriot that is always there giving you good or bad advice uh-huh so and that's sort of the last thing you decide as a group and so you're designing like what do we all have a theme like in every game that I've run for playtesting it's like okay let's pick themes for our names what are our outfits look like theme-wise and uh-huh. then they they all talk about what should their mystical animal be and i have had a wide variety (laughs) of (laughs) animals so far Um, i've had a uh, raccoon that was masquerading as a principal of a high school and only the heroes knew it was a raccoon everybody else thought that person was human i've had a squirrel (laughs) that may or may not actually be a talking squirrel they just brought it around and assumed that the squirrel gave them the powers <laughs> uh including one time when they just let the squirrel loose in a mall i'm like oh, all right no. it's a squirrel <laughs> we haven't determined that it's a smart squirrel uh, i had a bat with a top hat and a monocle nice. uh, i've had an ai that exists in a drone that projects an animated uh hologram of a cat Nice. And that's how they act. And then it shows up on their because they're all tech based. So it shows up as an app on their watch and they press the watch app and they transform from that. Oh, so nice. it can be anything. Um, mechanically, it's a 50 50 chance that the uh, your mystical companion will actually ever be helpful to you. But that is also <laughs> a big part of all the anime. <laughs>
0: You can do it, but you I'm can getting it. destroyed out here. <laughs> but you, I believe. In I believe you. in you. You've got a good heart. That doesn't help, right? It doesn't <laughs> help. Well, I, I'm not fighting. So the the tuxedo I, mask mantra.
1: Yeah, I a te, I'm a teddy bear <laughs> with wings. What do you want from me?
0: Uh huh. That's amazing. Awesome. I I am really excited for this game. Um. Uh, I have already backed it and uh, I I am super jazzed to see that there is a hardcover version now.
1: Yeah, I did that sort of thing where like pricing out a hardcover, like I went through a slight sticker sticker shot because like you think, oh, it's just another version of the book. And it's not (laughs) no, (laughs) I was like, oh, okay this is a different beast. So originally I was like, I don't know, like the price of it would be. A lot for, and so I didn't really include one because I wasn't sure if that was mm. something that people wanted. And then a bunch of people were like, oh, is there going to be a hard copy version of it? I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll price it out and put a new one on there because like people want it and I can get it. It's just that I was going through the sort of sticker shock of, uh huh, whoa, this is like completely different. Um, But yes, I, I, I added that in for people who, I mean, I'm a person that likes hardcovers, too. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it's really, it's real pricey to make Though I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's why D&D books are as expensive uh, as they are.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> making this, I have a new appreciation. And they get discounts. They have in-house staff. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, this is just a process and a half.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. But, no, I, I'm really glad that the Kickstarter is doing well. And I am really looking forward to this as well.
1: Thank you. I uh, I am excited for people to have it and to play it and have as much fun as I have with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that everybody that I play tested it with, with has with. So I'm like excited to have people be able to play this game just in the world and and enjoy it as much as I do. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, Greg, thank you so much for joining me to talk about Glitter Hearts tonight. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Could you go ahead and remind everyone where they can find you online?
1: Yeah. So the easiest way to find me is on Twitter. At White Wing is my Twitter handle. Uh, And so I post there on a regular basis. It's pretty easy to get a hold of me there. Um, You can find me, uh, Very Random Encounters podcast, and uh, it's super effective. The Pokemon podcast, you can hear me do my thing there as well.
0: Very Cool. All right, well, again, thank you so much for joining me for the special bonus episode of Character Creation Spotlight, and thanks to everyone for listening and tuning in. Uh, Don't forget to check out the Glitter Hearts Kickstarter, as it only has a few days left as of the release of this episode, and the link will be in the show notes, and we will be back at our regular time next week, so we will see you then. Character Creation Spotlight, like Character Creation Cast, is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network, and can be found online at www.charactercreationcast.com. Head to the website to get more information on our hosts and guests, or even find some of our character sheets. Character Creation Cast can be found on Twitter at Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter, and I can be found on Twitter at Lord Neptune. Our other host, Amelia Antrim, can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning. Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license, or with permission from the podcast it originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. This episode was edited by Ryan Bolter. Further information for the game systems used and today's guests can also be found in the show notes. Thanks for joining us, and remember, we find that the best part of any role-playing game is character creation. So go out there and create some amazing people. We will see you next time. Now we got to read some show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Character Creation Cast is hosted by the OneShot Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, visit OneShotPodcast.com, where you will find other great shows like Total Party Kill.
1: Total Party Kill is a weekly live Twitch stream where John Patrick Cohen, Eddie Klinker, and James Dugan play through Cephalofair Games' Gloomhaven. Join them in the stream to play along through the action and interact with a constantly changing cast of characters and special guests. Or watch them after the fact on the OneShot YouTube channel. TPK airs Thursdays at 7pm Central Time at twitch.tv slash one-shot RPG. Join us in the muck at System Mastery.